Hey everyone, welcome back to Blood and Guts, and we're going to start today off with a big downer. (laughs) Just like all the other ones. Just like all the other ones. Worse. Yeah, I want to give everyone an update, maybe if you haven't seen it. Um, We got big news regarding the Lori Vallow case this past week, Um, and I'm not going to go over the entire case. We've got more we've got more important things to do than cover the Lori Vallow case but Morbid just did a fantastic two-parter on her entire story regarding her and her kids um so if you want to know more about her case go there but basically earlier this week Chad Daybell was taken into custody and human remains were found in his backyard and um I think we all knew where it was going to go regardless of the fact that we didn't want it to go there but But it was confirmed that those remains matched that of Tylee and JJ, um, Lori's missing kids since September of 2019. Um, So I just want to say our hearts go out to the family and friends of the kids. And I hope that Lori and Chad get everything that's coming to them. Yay, we can get (laughs) into another downer now. I just wanted to I just wanted to kind of address that. Uh, but I'm glad the family finally got closure and everything. That's always nice when they get closure. Uh, yeah, it might be harder for a while, but I feel like overall it's a lot better than the ones where you just live your life not knowing. Yeah, I feel like for that's sure. Worse. Yeah, in for the sure. Long, in the long run, I'm not saying right now that it's easy because of course it's not. But yeah, no. Good for the closure. Yeah. In the long run. Um, moving on from. The low downer to a a medium down, <laughs> possibly. Uh, this is gonna be a part one of probably two. I think I think it's halfway. I don't know. It's thick. Um, <laughs> part one of the Zodiac Killer, or just the Zodiac. If I don't know, you want to be like quirky or something. I don't know. I call him the Zodiac Killer. I do too, but I guess like you know he killed people, so could just be the zodiac but then you just kind of sound like you're really into astrology (laughs) um what we're talking about today (laughs) sorry to disappoint but you're in the wrong place (laughs) um it was the pseudonym of an unidentified american serial killer who operated in northern california from about the late 1960s to the early 1970s just like Every other white dude woke <laughs> up one day in the 70s and was like, yeah, who was I'm going to kill like, someone. This is it. Yeah. Everybody in like five different states just woke up and they were like, oh, let's go. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> they were all connected. There are so many that operated around that time. That there I are. Once again, something in the water, man, that they were just like. Mm, let's uh, kill a man. Just <laughs> all the big ones happened in the seventies, and it's like, what was going on at that point in time? Um, a lot of psychedelics. Yeah, who was president in the seventies? <laughs> I don't. I, don't know. I, I literally don't remember. I have no idea. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> it wasn't like. Why did my brain want to say Nixon? Wasn't Johnson around this time? Lyndon B. Um, Lyndon B. The baddie. Uh, I was right. Nixon was president from seventy three to seventy four. 
Then it was Ford. Then it was Carter. Then it was um, Reagan in the 80s. Reagan? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Johnson, I think, was like the early 60s. So. Okay. Yeah. Because he, Anyone... he came after um, Kennedy was assassinated. Yeah. So R.I.P. All of our non-American listeners are like, get on with it. Oh, and also <laughs> Nixon. Yeah, I always heard that Nixon was also vice president. That always throws me off. He was a terrible yeah. person. I, I yeah. want to do a case eventually where it's just me just ragging on Richard Nixon for no reason. Scalping Nixon. Uh, yeah, um, that's going to be the next little bloody. Um, <laughs> about a half an hour of me absolutely tearing into Richard Nixon. <laughs> um yeah shout out to every history teacher i've ever had i'll like tag them in like the description or something like, is this what you wanted anyway <laughs> going back to the zodiac killer since we've only gotten the fact that he was operating at the time of any <laughs> other person uh the name originated in a series of taunting letters from the killer as well as cards sent to the local bay area press which I don't know. The names are less funky when they make them up themselves. That's very true. Like, okay. And like I don't like just give it time. Exactly. No one no one's just like, like Yeah, this is my baddie nickname to make me feel cool and awesome while I shank your wife. Like like no it's... one else would have given him that name. Like the zo like no one's gonna be like, Oh yeah. Um yeah, that girl was a cancer that he killed. He also killed, like, a Pisces. Um, maybe he took over the whole thing. Maybe he did a killer. He didn't even, like, do anything regarding the Zodiac. He was just like, I'm no. going to the Zodiac killer. That's such a Scorpio thing to do. <laughs> Which, by the way, okay, I'm not going to... I'm not going to get too much into banter because I want you to have your moment. But I, whenever someone says, oh my God, that's like, it's because I'm a Gemini or it's like, I'm such a, like, I'm such a Taurus. Like, I literally don't know what you're talking about. I don't either. The only ones that like I agree with are the Gemini ones because that's like the two-faced type thing. And that I've actually found to be like kind of true. But apart from that, I don't really know any of like the stereotypes. Aren't like Scorpios supposed to be like the slutty ones? Isn't that how it... That's me. Yeah, I'm supposed to be, like, the stubborn bull. I used to be so upset when I was little. Yeah, when I was little, I hated the Zodiac Killer, fun fact, because I thought that he was directly related to the Zodiac and astrology, and I was pissed because I didn't want to be a cow. I thought it was... I was so pissed, and I was like, you know what, Mom? I'm gonna catch him. No one else did, but I'm so pissed that he made me a cow that I'm sending him to jail and clearly it didn't work but i don't know i guess i don't quarantine has given me another chance (laughs) (laughs) you make me a cow i put you in jail um yeah you know also speaking of quarantine um his letters to the press included four cryptograms or ciphers and out of the four only one of them has been solved so you have a lot of time just like mess around (laughs) solve a cipher (laughs) you know as all the sure if you wanna yeah that's what the cool kids are doing they're skating eating junk food and solving ciphers (laughs) sent to california newspapers yes (laughs) ma'am um going into the confirmed murders since we don't really have any backstory because we don't know who it was you know, like, usually we gotta, like, warm up and be like, yeah, he had an abusive father, and 
they moved across the states, you know, all the other We don't got that here. Yeah, no, we're just jumping right in uh, to the fact that people are dead and it's his fault. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so here we go. Um, he claimed to have committed 37 murders in his, like, fancy letters to the newspapers, but investigators agree on only, like, seven confirmed victims of his attacks, with two of them who survived the encounter. So he's really only at, like, five confirmed murders, which it's kind of weak. <laughs> You're going for the Zodiac Killer. You better have at least 12. <laughs> You're... Don't encourage. No, you're not even at 50%. And while I'm saying this, you should look up their names. And if each one of them isn't a different Zodiac sign, buddy, you're falling behind. <laughs> you're already less than 50%. You're already getting an F. <laughs> Watch them all be like the same. It's the same like two signs. And he's like, I'm the Zodiac killer. Like, no, you're not. You're like a Pisces and Gemini killer. You got two. You got two out of 12. That is one sixth. You're awful. (laughs) Um, He mostly appeared to target young couples, uh, which two of those men ended up surviving. Once again, F in the chat, because you're not good at Like, what's worse? What? What's worse? Like, what's worse? Dying or having to live with that memory? See, in this case, I'm going to say, like, the living with, just because having, like, the person who did it never get caught... Yeah. It's going to be worse for like a significant number of years cuz like you're not sure if it's done, especially if you're one of the first ones, then you're like great. Um so he's doing this again, but I'm still here. Is he going to like wrap back around to the start yeah. and like make sure like I feel like I wouldn't be able to live my life for like maybe like 5 years is when I'd finally be like okay. This is all right. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like in other scenarios, when they're like, here, here's the guy, he's in jail, I'd be like, perfect, I'd love to live, but <laughs> when yeah. they're just like, oh, it could just be, you know, any white guy on the street, and you're like, great, <laughs> I know at least five white guys. I, I'll never feel safe again. Yeah, like, fun, and they're also all, like, pretty young, so that's also gotta suck. Yeah. Yeah, you're, like, barely a legal adult, and you're like, whoa, Really hate to get stabbed in the back again. Yeah, I feel I feel not God safe at all. Um, but yeah, you know, he also murdered a male cab driver, so MO's out the window. Um <laughs> tip your cab drivers. Don't shank them. Shoot them. No. Yes. Shankaroo. Um, but we're starting Mm-mm. off with first ones were the Lake Herman Road murders, which involved David Arthur Faraday at age 17 and Betty Lou Jensen at age 16. So, children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just tiny kids. Yeah. I, I, David was probably, like, a jock. Doesn't that seem like the jock and, like, the princess type thing? Yeah. David and Betty Lou Jensen. Yeah, it's given me, like... Riverdale vibes. Yeah, but like the comics, not um Yeah, not the actual not show. The, the show's not a the title wave back. of disasters. That is, <laughs> that Riverdale, is Riverdale on the CW. God, R. I. P. Um <laughs> But they were both shot and killed on December twentieth, nineteen sixty eight on Lake Herman Road in the city of Menicia. Um the couple were on their first date, so once again, Riverdale vibes. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they originally. That's the worst first date ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, they went out with a bang. Too soon. It was 1968. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had originally planned to attend a Christmas concert at Hogan High School, which was around like three blocks away from Jensen's home. But instead, they decided to go visit a friend before stopping at a local restaurant. And then they ended up driving out to, like, Herman Road, which was, like, a well-known Lover's Lane area, you know. Ew. (laughs) I don't know why my first reaction was ew. But you don't want to go to a Lover's Lane and get, you know, shot Shot? in the head or back? No, I don't want to. I think this one's head and back. Um, At around 10.15 p.m., David parked his mother's rambler in a travel turnout, which, once again, if that's not driving home the facts that they were children, <laughs> he's rolling up in your mom's car. Hey, Betty Lou. Ready to have a fun night? <laughs> then you get a call. Bring the car back home. <laughs> fill it up with gas. I gotta go to work tomorrow. Well, if only that were the case. Um, because shortly after 11 p.m., their bodies were found... By Stella Borges, who lived nearby. I also have all the coordinates for these. I'm not saying them, because I'm boycotting the fact that it's degrees, minutes, and seconds, because I think it's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And because I can't read them without sounding like a fool. So, they're on Wikipedia. Look them up yourself if you want the exact coordinates. Long story short, they are all very close. Looking at the numbers, you're like, yeah, these are all the same places like all all the degrees mm-hmm. are very similar in terms of minutes and seconds they're also very very close operated in the same area which is why they're important in the first place because people are also like oh yeah. maybe the coordinates are gonna match up with like the cryptograms so like everywhere mm-hmm. they look up this case they're gonna have like bolded these coordinates because they're like maybe this is important but not enough for me to try and say it right now because i can't so I- and also Geography is very important when it comes to serial serial killing. Oh, yeah. That is one of the first things that things like the FBI will I look mean, at. I mean, especially this one. Because even looking at them all, I'll maybe, like, drop it down in the description for it. Because, I mean, they're just numbers. But, like, looking at them, you can see, even without any knowledge of any <laughs> geography. Or you can probably look up, like, a map. Oh, yeah. They with, are like... super close. Like, within miles. Yeah. I it's not like this is like a three hour trek from place to place. This is all very, very around the same area, except I can't read. So um <laughs> yeah, that information will not be given to you from me today verbally because I would uh, not like that very much. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be literate. Um these were the first murders that were widely attributed to the Zodiac Killer. Um, the Solano County Sheriff's Department investigated, but no real leads were developed because there wasn't really any evidence, just like their bodies. And they were like, oh, sucks. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. But later on, using the bare minimum available forensic data from this, uh, Robert Gray Smith believed that another car had pulled into the turnout just prior to 11 p.m. and then ended up parking beside them. Uh, and he then apparently exited the second car and walked towards David's mom's rambler, um, possibly ordering the teenagers out of the car. Um, Betty Lou Jensen appeared to exit the car first, but when David was halfway out, the killer shot him in the head and then shot Jensen five times in the back as she fled. 
Her body is found 28 feet away from the car, and then it is presumed that the killer just drove away. Disgusting. I, yeah, I mean, but, like, what else are you supposed to do? You just gotta roll out, you know? Who says that? <laughs> Transformers? Guys, <laughs> I've solved it. Um, The killer was the car. David's mom's <laughs> rambler, I'm on to you. <laughs> roll out! <laughs> uh, moving on, we have the Blue Rock Springs murder, which involved Michael Renault McGow, I believe is how he pronounces his last name, but I... I think yeah. so. I don't I don't know if he's like spicy white, like maybe it's like supposed to pronounce with like spicy vowels, but that's a lot. When I read it, McGow. I always pronounce it like McGow. Yeah. yeah. Michael. Uh he was nineteen years old and it also involved Darlene Elizabeth Farron, age twenty-two. Mm-hmm. So. Older lady, cougar. I there's a lot of tea on Darlene. Oh yeah. That I yeah. yeah, you can share that once I stumble through this. Yeah. Yeah, Darlene's... Oh, well. Um, they were shot on July 4th, 1969, in the parking lot of Blue Rock Springs Park in Vallejo. Um, just before midnight, the couple drove out to Blue Rock Springs Park, uh, four miles from the previous murder site, and parked there. Uh, and while the couple sat in Darlene's car, a second car drove into the lot, parked alongside them, and then almost immediately drove away. So, that was fun. That's creepy. Uh, that car then returned almost ten minutes later. Uh, and then... Nope, that's when, that is when you leave. That is when you leave. And then proceeded to park right behind them. Okay, can I give a quick anecdote? <laughs> okay, so... I was with my friends and we were doing that thing where you like you sit in your trunks and stay apart because it was we were still in like the height of COVID and stuff like that. And there was we were in a we were in a public place. We were in a parking lot and there was a car that came up and around by us. And it was like, I don't know, it was a distinguishable car and he honked his horn. And I'm assuming he was just mad that like we were blocking the thing. So one of us moved his car. But then what he did was he moved around us and then he kept circling this driveway. You know, those dri- that driveway that those driveways that'll have like two entrances and you can basically make a circle around it if yeah. you want to. Yeah, he literally kept circling that driveway and like stopping and my friend who lives in the area was like he doesn't live there like I know the people that live there and it's not him and that is at the point where we just straight up left (laughs) I was like bye absolutely not with the knowledge that I have and the true crime obsession that I have been nurturing for years uh uh-uh no way you know I feel like that doesn't even need true crime knowledge that's just the fact that just needs common sense maybe don't get kidnapped like, I mean, like, if you feel like it. Like, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but, like, maybe you don't. Like, rule number one, listen to your gut. Rule number two. Your gut. Start the car. <laughs> room, room. It's time to go. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that second car parts right behind them. Uh, and then the driver exited the vehicle, approached the passenger side door of Darlene's car, and he was said to be carrying a flashlight and a 9 millimeter Luger. Uh, directed the flashlight into their eyes, uh, you know, classic blind them, and then, you know, shot them. 
uh, firing five times. Uh, both victims were hit as several bullets passed through Michael and into Darlene, which oh. two for one deal. That's gross. Uh, yeah, but in that moment, I think that's a little better than just straight up being shot. I feel like being, yeah. being secondhand shot is a little better. But, you know, in this yeah. case, I, you would think. You Both would not think desirable. Be better, but no. Mm. Um, the killer walked away from the car, heard Michael's, like, moaning out in pain still, came back to the car, and then shot them both twice more before driving off. Um, and, you know, like we were saying, like, the secondhand shot. But that is not the case, because Michael survived the attack despite being shot in the face, neck, and chest. Oh, but God. was pronounced dead upon arrival at the Kaiser Foundation Hospital. Um, so, apparently all kinds of shot is equally bad. <laughs> yeah. I Yeah, face, neck, and chest. Damn. Not Those good. are, like, all the places that are the worst. I feel like generally, if you had to pick, mm. you'd go for like a leg, like arm, because those are things that you can like lose without losing your life type thing. But face, neck, and chest, dear God. Um, once again, coordinates were super close. It was only four miles away from the previous murder site, which, in the grand scheme, like that's really close. Four miles yeah, away from anything, for sure. that's like you blink while you're in the car, and then you're there. It's so close. Yeah. Um, Michael, since he ended up surviving, he was able to give a description. Uh, he described their attacker as a 26 to 30 year old man who weighed about like 195 to 200 pounds. Which I have no I idea how you just sit there and estimate. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like I like especially 195 to 200. Like I'm like I don't even know what that looks like. I'd have to have someone like you know those old. Um, like, games you could play when you were little where it had, like, little strips of cards and you could, like, do, like, a hairstyle or, like, flip, like, the tops around or, like, the bottoms. Yeah, like, I I'd literally have... don't know how you would ever I estimate would weight. I see it. Like, I have no idea how a man would carry 200 pounds. Because in my head, I think about it, like, for women. And when you weigh 200 pounds, like, you can tell that, like, weight is being carried. But, like, a dude could weigh 200 pounds and you'd be, like... In what? Like, pure effing muscle? Like, I don't know. I have no idea. But to be within... No. You, he gave them a five-pound gap. I could barely... You could be like, there are ten pounds in between us. And I'd be like, okay. Like, I have no idea how you would even be like, yeah. well, I can narrow it down. I could not. I'd be like, he weighs something. He has <laughs> weight. Um, <laughs> he was described to be about 5'8", a white male with short, light brown, curly hair. So, you know, besides the age and weight, um, his attacker was, in fact, Sarah. <laughs> so, once again. And besides the fact that he is a man. Solved it. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, the next day, on July 5th, 1969, at, like, and it's barely the next day. This happens at 1240 a.m. So, 40 minutes into the next day. Uh, a man phoned the police department to report and claim responsibility for the attack. Uh, and the caller also took credit for the murders of Jensen and Faraday almost seven months prior in that location four miles away. Um, the police traced the car mm -hmm. to a phone 
Ooh, the car. <laughs> I love tracing the car. <laughs> um, police traced the call to a phone booth at a gas station at Springs Road and Tulum, about three-tenths of a mile away from Farron's home and only a few blocks from the police department. So, I I do kind of like... Getting I do real, like when they're like, yeah, getting real I'm bold. calling the police department and I'm like across the street. Like, I, I kind of dig that. You know, when they're like, you are so close. Yeah, so far. I, and like, as this case goes on, like, that seems to be like a big thing for whoever did this. And there are also a ton of like copycats. There was like a New York one. And then there For sure. Yeah, there were so many freaking copycats. In like the US. I don't remember where it was. I think it was somewhere in Asia. Someone was like, surprise. I'm the Zodiac. I'm like, just, shut up. <laughs> it's, I, those are just the people that are waiting for and it's use. Because, like, no one exactly. knows for sure it's not them. But, like, they clearly aren't because they make little missteps. And you're like, this is different. This isn't right. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you definitely have all those people. And those are the same people who, like, watched the Joker movie, and they were like, wow, I'd love to light a police car on fire. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a vibe. I'm <laughs> a picture of me shirtless in front of the burning vehicle. We all know people <laughs> like that. What are they? White men. <laughs> what I'm saying is, every white man is the Zodiac Killer. Deep inside. Part of them wants to be the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. In this thesis, I will. <laughs> In this essay, yeah, I will one. explain to you why every white man wants yeah, to be the Zodiac, Zodiac Killer. killer. Um, a little bit of them wants to be Ted Bundy. Um, the Joker. Mm-hmm. What else? What are like the white man? Oh, every white guy a little bit wants to be Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Like a little. I know, but they want to be, they want to be, like, that sexy, like, psychopath when they're like, yeah, I'll shoot you in the face, and then, like, I don't know, pound you into the mattress. I don't know. (laughs) I'm clearly not a white man. (laughs) As you can tell. Um... (laughs) Gotta find your place. (laughs) And my place is not the Zodiac Killer. (laughs) Yeah, for one, I'd pick a much cooler name. Yeah, I know yeah. what name you'd pick. Um, moving on to the first letters from the Zodiac. Um, on August 1st, 1969, three letters from the killer were received by the Vallejo Times Herald, the San Francisco Chronicle, and the San Francisco Examiner. I love the I love the names of newspapers. Ooh. Like the Herald? Come on. Yeah. Hello. Like I love yeah, the Chronicle, it's exciting. the Examiner. Hello. He's probably like, whoa, these three mm-hmm. sound cool. Let's send them here. <laughs> like, He's probably like, you know what? My criteria is I names. I mean, clearly, he names himself and is like, sorry, I only send things to newspapers that end in Herald, Chronicle, or Examiner. <laughs> God, the Zodiac Killers that come out of hiding. At age like sixteen, just because we piss him off by just ragging out his name. Look, buddy, you don't talk to me until you have at least twelve with different zodiac signs. Otherwise, your name doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. Yeah, makes me I'm angry. Look it up at the end of this. You're going to be at the end of part one or in the next one. I am going to lead 
with the zodiac signs of every person that he for sure killed. Because I'm not buying it. I'm not. I think Neither. this is a terrible, terribly thought out plan. You really got you got five out of twelve, and I guarantee you there's one overlap. You're failing. You're doing an exactly <laughs> in both morality and success. Uh, the three letters <laughs> received from the three different newspapers were nearly identical. Um, they were described by a psychiatrist as to have been quote written by someone you would expect to be brooding and isolated. End quote. So, once again, every white man in late teens, early 20s, when they start using dry shampoo, um, they buy a skateboard from a thrift store, and... Nothing yeah, but Axe body spray. That's the vibes. So, once again, everyone's the Zodiac mm-hmm. Killer. <laughs> That'll be part three, my long thesis. Um, and in these letters, they took credit for the shootings at both locations, uh, and each letter included one-third of a 408-symbol cryptogram, which the killer claimed hid his identity. And I don't think it did. Elsa, 408 symbols, and you're gonna divide that into thirds? Like, why? baby, divide it in half. Like, come on, what are these fractions, <laughs> dude? Like, what's... <laughs> yeah, the phone call before was three tenths of a mile. Come on now, just make it four tenths or a half of a mile. How hard is this? <laughs> Failing on all accounts. Um, the killer demanded that these letters be printed on each paper's front page, or he would quote, cruise around all weekend killing lone people in the night, and then move on to kill again until I end up with a dozen people over the weekend. So there's twelve. We got a dozen. Oh, yeah. In the night. Killing lone people in the night. It's like every old rock song. Lone people in the night. Like, I, buddy. Work on your English. But okay. A dozen people every weekend. <laughs> that's, that's a 12. 12 in the Zodiac. But like, still. But you're not getting that total. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not going to take it seriously. No. Reach 12 no. and then demand things. You got the order wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chronicle published its one-third of the cryptogram on page four of the next day's edition. Um, next to an article quoting the Vallejo police chief saying, We're not satisfied that the letter was written by the murderer, uh, which also requested that the writer send a second letter with more facts, like proving his identity. Um, the other two newspapers did not right away um, publish their, their thirds. <laughs> Uh, And the threatened murders did not happen. Uh, And then all three parts were eventually published. Like, as more people were, like, thought to be victims of the Zodiac Killer, they were like, wow, we got this information. Maybe we should, like, put it out there. But yeah, out of the three, only the Chronicle published it. And they were like, you know what? This is page four news. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. We yeah, have more important you, things to talk about than your letter. Material. I'm so sorry. Um, on August 7th of 1969, another letter was received at the San Francisco Examiner uh, with the salutation, Dear Editor, this is the Zodiac speaking. Like, that sounds like just another teenager with, like, a podcast. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. It's the Zodiac speaking. <laughs> 
today. I'm going to kill lone people in the night unless I make the front page of the newspaper. Like, <laughs> like you don't name yourself. It bothers me so much. Just hold on. Because no. that just means that you're you, you not don't. good enough or interesting enough that people can make up a name for you. Like, hello? Like, even, like, what did Ted Bundy get? He got, like, the no. campus killer or something? I don't remember. He was something campus. I don't Because he no. was like, yeah, let's troll for checks. Um, but, like. I don't, I, I only yeah, know him as Ted Bundy. I don't know like, anything else. Yes. And Ted from the West Coast. Like, Ted of the West I mean, Coast. Yeah, can, Jeffrey can't Dahmer forget. Is also just Jeffrey Dahmer. But Bernie is like, dude, that means. I know. But no, he's no the Milwaukee really cannibal. Refers to him as such. I don't People just that. go for Dahmer. You know, like, no one's really like, well, you yeah. know, this dude from Milwaukee, you know, on, going on. I don't know. Like, that just means that either mm-hmm. his actual name is terrible. Think, like, you know, Flynn Rider from from Tangled. Think that type. That type <laughs> or, I don't know. Like, nothing's interesting enough. He goes after, like, couples. Maybe it would have been, like, I don't know, like, the lover's lane shooter. And he's probably like, I'd rather die than be known as that. So he was like, no, no, no. We're just going to cut the chase. I am the Zodiac Killer, bolded, underlined five times. Dear editor, this is the Zodiac speaking. Take the that lover's lane crap, Zodiac. Um, it was also the first time that the killer used the name for identifications. People were like, fine. Okay, Mr. Zodiac. Page four. <laughs> the Zodiac killer. Um, and then the letter was in response to the chief's previous request for more details to prove that he was, like, the real killer. Um, so in this letter, he included details about the murders, which hadn't been released to the public yet, as well as a message to the police that, like, when they cracked his code, they will have me. Like, I doubt like, that. Oh, I doubt yeah. he ever put his name in okay, there. Mr. Zodiac. Like, I doubt, I highly doubt uh, he ever right. put his name in there. Um, because on the next day, August 8th, 1969, um, Donald and Betty Hardin from Salinas, California, cracked the cryptogram. Um, it contained yep. a misspelled <laughs> message in which the killer seemed to reference The Most Dangerous Game, which was a short story by Richard Connell. I read part of it once. This is my favorite quote from quote it. this entire case. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, oh, God. Hold on. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Um, oh God. Okay, no, it's something along the lines of humans are the most fun to kill the something, to kill a human. Um, 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 I like killing people because it's so much fun. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because men are, because yep. man is the most dangerous animal of all to kill. Yes, Bam. ma'am. Um, yeah. Uh, the killer also said Bam. that he was collecting slaves for the afterlife. Uh, oh, yep. God. Oh, uh, I do remember no because I laughed out loud when I text. Uh, And the killer said that he would not give away his identity because it would slow down and or stop his slave collection. 
So he was like, yeah, solve it. I'll give away my name. And he was like, just kidding. <laughs> I need more slaves first. Which is how you know for sure this was a white man. Yeah. Welcome back to the Zodiac Killer colonizing the population of California. <laughs> um, next, I like this lake name. It's the Lake Berryessa murder. Like, uh, spicy? Yes. Hello. I, it just sounds like, like, of course I love like a lake in California. I love this lake name. Like. And also this, this encounter makes me, like, yeah, uncomfy. It's, <laughs> it's a lot. This is the one we have the most descriptions about. But, yeah, once again, we're going to go into the fact that yeah. weight is ridiculous. Um, the Lake Berryessa murder involved Brian Calvin Hartnell at age 20 and Cecilia Ann Shepard at age 22. Once again, older lady did it. Um, they were stabbed on September 27th, <laughs> 1969 at Lake Berryessa, Napa County. Um, they were both Pacific Union College students who were picnicking at the lake on, like, a small island area that was connected by, like, a, what's called the Sand Spit, which sounds wild, to Twin Oak Ridge. You know, like the Reminds me of the Sarlacc spit. pit like, that's, from like, that sounds like Star Wars. EU. That does not sound like something involving geography at all. Um, the killer, no. which was described as a white man, about 5'11", so height's a little... He went up. He went height's, up. Height's easier to discern. The previous one, which said he was about like five eight, but once again, like three inches could go. Yeah, a lot of places. Like shoes, depending on like if they're boots, that could give you about two right there. And then if you just take into account the fact that, like, I don't think I could look at someone and judge it like to the exact inch. I could maybe get like a couple give or take. So once you take all of that into account, it's like yeah, okay. This is probably the same dude. Um, yeah. He said to weigh more than 170 pounds, so still still the same. 195 to 200 is more than 170, which, once again, the fact that those are even yeah. like, similar numbers is beyond me. I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no clue. But, I mean, yeah. He possessed like weight. Maybe, I don't really know how they figure out wait for the descriptions but if they don't have like a number off the top of their head part of me is wondering if maybe they'd just be like okay he was built like a little bit stockier like oh he was pretty thin and, and then taking into account like the height and then trying yeah. to find like the average weight for a white dude of that height that they could probably they yeah. did they but did so think he was like, stocky even if, like they were I talking to these people and they were like i don't like i can't give you a number like i'm sure that they could at least come up with a pretty tight range if they took into account height white dude they'd probably yeah. be like oh average height for a white man in the 1960s who like looks mm-hmm. a little bulky um he was said to have combed greasy brown hair mood um who approached them wearing a black executioner's type hood with <laughs> that uh, see but it doesn't me. <laughs> that um, scares with me clip on sunglasses over the eye holes who's brand Whose pee paw is that? That reminds me of that one scene. That reminds me of the one scene in Halloween where Michael Myers is in the doorway with a sheet over yeah. his body and sunglasses. Like, and it makes me sunglasses. cry every time. Hi, pee paw. Welcome to the party <laughs> at Lake Berryessa. <laughs> like a black executioner's type hood. I'm like, ooh, that's kind of like Mr. Cruel esque. And that sense, like, activates whatever part of my body is like, ooh, that's not right. 
But like the clip on sunglasses, I feel like I'd have yeah. a second be like, whoa, and I'd be like, oh, <laughs> hi. Yeah, like, dude. Hey, Grandpa, that? how are you? Uh, he also wore what is described as a bib-like device on his chest that had a white, uh, like, three-by-three three, uh, crossed circle symbol on it. Yeah, it'll be yep, in the, the art. Yep, Zodiac symbol. And it's also mm-hmm. not that hard to draw, so. Mm-hmm. It's a circle. No, it's, draw, <laughs> it's not. It's not even a cross. It. It's, like, an addition sign. So... Yeah. He's probably just like, oh my yeah. god, I'm gonna draw a circle, and I'm just gonna all boom, boom, and there it is. Um, but you know, this white <laughs> dude approached them with a gun, uh, which Brian believed was a 45. Uh, he claimed to be an escaped convict from a jail with a two-word name in either Colorado or Montana. Um, a police officer later inferred that he had been referring to like a jail in Deer Lodge, Montana, but. As they had been through a terrifying ordeal, they were like, you know, it's either Colorado, Montana, and it had two words in it. I'm out. Like, please let um, This man claimed to have <laughs> killed a guard and stolen a car, explaining that he now needed their car and money to go to Mexico, since the car he had been driving was too hot. So, <laughs> I feel like it would have gone with breaking down. <laughs> I don't know if I'm like, yeah, my car's hot. Yeah. I need yours. <laughs> like, I don't know, blow on it, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, he had brought pre-cut lengths of plastic clothesline and told Cecilia to tie up Brian before he tied her up himself. Uh, the killer checked and then tightened Brian's bonds after he discovered that Cecilia had bound his hands kind of loose. So good on her. She's probably like, oh, Brian can get out. Uh Brian believed initially that this was just, mm-hmm. like, a really strange robbery. Like, he was like, dude, like, you can just take it. It's okay. Uh, but then the man drew a knife and yeah. stabbed them both repeatedly. The killer then hiked 500 yards <laughs> back up to Knott'sville Road, drew the cross-circle symbol on the car door with a black felt-tip pen, and wrote beneath it, Vallejo, backslash, 12 Backslash September 27th, 69, 6.30, backslash, by knife. So. Okay. Gotcha, babe. <laughs> um, and then at 7.30 p.m., same day, the killer called Nappy Countess Shara's office from a payphone to report the crime. Uh, the caller first stated to the operator that he wished to report a murder. No, a double murder. Before stating that he himself was the murderer. So I can only imagine being this operator. And this dude's like, someone's been killed. <laughs> Just hit it's two people. Oh, also, mm-hmm. like, fun fact, yeah. I killed them. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. What a triple whammy. Someone's dead. Yeah. Oh, no. It's two people. Oh, that's not good. I killed them. Oh. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Yeah. You just yeah, stay where you like, are. Like, what Police are like, coming. With, just like with the people killed, you're like, okay, like deep breaths, just give me any information. But then you're like, I killed them. You're probably just like, well, um, like you're yeah. under arrest. <laughs> dot dot dot. Please, please, uh, you know, <laughs> make way to the jail if you wouldn't mind, sir. Stay like, you know, <laughs> just stay in line, man. We'll escort you. Um, the phone was found still off the hook minutes later at the Napa Car Wash on Main Street by a radio reporter named Pat Stanley, uh, only a few blocks from the sheriff's office, but 27 miles from the crime scene itself. 
Uh, the detectives were able to lift a still wet palm print from the telephone, but could never match it to a suspect. It does. Um, after hearing their screams for help, a man and his son who were fishing in a nearby cove discovered the victims and then summoned help from the park rangers. You go, park rangers. I love park rangers. I think... Look- they, they're so, they're so, like, uniforms like awesome. I love nice. park rangers. Once again, like, like I don't like the police, but I'm like, come on, the blue? What are you, do- what are you trying to blend into? The sky? Like, sir, why is it blue? I don't understand. Yeah. Um, but Napa County Sheriff's deputies Dave Collins and Ray Land were first on the scene. Um, Cecilia was conscious when they arrived and provided them with that detailed description of the attacker. Um, they were taken to Queen of the Valley Hospital in Napa by ambulance. Uh, Cecilia lapsed into a coma during transport and never regained consciousness. Definitely. Um, Brian Rest survived eight stab wounds to the back and was able mm-hmm. and was able to recount his tale to Jeez. the um, And then Cecilia died from her injuries two days later from ten wounds on September 29th, 1969. Um, once again, the coordinates are there, still super close. Um, Nappy County Sheriff mm-hmm. Detective Ken Narlow was assigned to the case from the outset and then worked on solving the crime until he retired in 1987. So, once again, we have people who are so dedicated that they're like, this is my life's work now. And once again, it's gotta suck for not only like yeah. the families of the people he like attacked and or killed, but also just for the people who honestly were just trying their best to just, I just, some people yeah. kind of just live and died with this case. Like, you lived, yeah. breathed, worked, mm-hmm. and then you just have to. Not live. knowing. Like, I feel like it must be hard, especially, like, for any, like, police officers or detectives involved in this to have to, like, leave knowing that you couldn't do yeah. this. Well, yeah, especially if you're involved with the case. Do anything. You've talked to their families. You've had to, like, talk to them and be like, mm-hmm. not o- like not only are your children dead, but, like, they were murdered. Like, yeah. And yeah, we, like we have no leads. We do not know who this is. Dude with the most common hair color out there. Like, like you probably know eight people. Yeah. Who fit that description? Like you walking down the street, I like and once again, mm-hmm. like going back to how we were like, oh, like if you live through it, you probably wouldn't be able to look at any type of those people. Like, but even like their parents, every white dude who looked about five eight, five nine, I wonder if they never got over the fact that like that mm-hmm. could have been him. Anyone in California and yeah. outside, like that's gotta be awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I empathize truly yeah, with that. Suck. Like that's the mystery of it makes it worse. Cause you can't even start on closure. Cause like, what are you supposed to? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, a mystery dude killed my daughter. We don't know who or where he is now, or whatever, whatever. Um, but now we move on to the murder of Paul Stein. Um, Paulie Stein was age twenty nine, mm-hmm. and he was shot and killed two weeks later on October. October 11th, 1969, in the Presidio Heights neighborhood in San Francisco. Um, A white male passenger entered the cab driven by Paul Stein at the intersection of Mason and Geary Streets in San Francisco, uh, requested to be taken to Washington and Maple Streets in the Presidio Heights. 
Um, for reasons unknown, Stein drove one block past Maple to Cherry Street, uh, where the passenger then shot Stein once in the head with a 9mm, took his wallet and keys, and tore away a section of Stein's bloodstained shirt tail. Um, <laughs> the passenger... Okay. Oh, yeah. That, it does, that does come twice. back later, but... At least twice I... in this part. I tried yeah. to stop it in the most logical place. Mm-hmm. Um, this passenger was observed by three teenagers yeah. across the street at 9.55 p.m., who called the police while the crime was in progress. Uh, they observed a man wiping the cab down before walking away towards the Presidio, one block to the north. Uh, two blocks from the crime scene, patrol officer Don Fook and Eric Zelms uh, responded to the call and observed a white man walking along the street east on Jackson Street and stepping into a stairway leading up to the front yard of one of the homes on the north side of the street. The whole encounter lasted about, like, five to ten seconds, so super quick. Fook estimated that the white male pedestrian yeah. was about, like, 35 to 45 years old, about 5'10 with a crew cut, uh, so similar but slightly older than the description, of, like, of the teenagers who observed the guy, who said that he was about 25 to 30 and, like, 5'9. Chibarni's also, like, 5'9, five, 5'10, five, that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, this is also at, like, 10 o'clock at night. Yep. Like, <laughs> He's probably, like, 5'8 or 5'11, like, I don't know. <laughs> One inch, that's the same dude. Um, mm-hmm. But the police radio dispatcher had, however, initially alerted police officers to be on the lookout for a black suspect, so they drove past him without stopping. Yeah, this the description mix makes me so angry. Never explains. Uh, the certain. This description mix-up, I believe to this day, oh, yeah. is the reason why he was never caught. I believe they would have caught yeah, the him if they was, would have given like, it was never the right description. Why police officers were said to be looking for a black suspect, but it wasn't the officers themselves. It was the police radio dispatcher who had told any officers nearby around the area to be on the lookout for a black suspect. So everyone in that area yeah. were not looking for the right person at all. The search ensued. No suspects were found. But, like, once again, yeah, like, going no. after what's going on in the world today, like, yeah, police officers suck. But, like, it is important with this one to recognize that it wasn't the officers themselves who heard, like, 510 white dude and they were like, oh, you know who we should be looking for? Any black guy on the street. Like, this was this was a step before that. Yeah. Where the, the information went awry. And for no, like, for no reason. No one really knows. Which I like. Part of me is like, how do you not know? No. How is that something that you can't trace? Like you heard it from someone. Who? Who would have? Mm-hmm. Who would have said that? Because also, no one's gonna be out. Like even if you, like, look at that description: five, ten, thirty-five, forty-five years old. No one's gonna be like, yeah, you know, a black man with a crew cut. Like anyone with a crew cut, that is a white man. Like, so I, I just truly yeah, can't even absolutely. fathom how that happened in the first place. Because, like, I know how people say, like, the game of telephone, you're bound to, like, mess something up. But, like, like you heard that from someone. You should be able to trace that back. Like, because you know, like, they even go back yeah. and say, the three teenagers who observed it, they were like, dude, there is a white man who just shot this cab driver. And then they were like, oh, 
Yeah, I know. It's been a white man before who's done all this stuff. And then all these people are like, oh, it is a 5'10 white man. But for some reason, somewhere down the line, it's like, yeah, you're looking for a black man um, on the sidewalk. So all these people just drove past this guy. Who they even said did something kind of sketchy. A 5 to 10 second encounter on a stairway on one of the random homes. Like, I don't even know. Yeah, um, once again, uh, the coordinates I'll are here, understand. super close again. Like, these are ones that you don't even have to know anything about geography. Looking at mm. these numbers, they are close. Mm. So close. Um, this is yeah, the last for sure. kill that was, like, officially confirmed to be by the Zodiac Killer. Uh, originally, it was thought to be, like, a routine cabbie killing, which I think is funny that that's just, like, a routine. That they're like, yeah, you know, just another one of the taxi drivers you know got shot like another one of them yeah, just the you know routine cabbie killing <laughs> like they're probably like oh it's just another one welcome to california you know what job you want drive this taxi a man got shot in it yesterday have <laughs> fun uh and it like so it was thought to be just a routine somebody shot the taxi driver or like a robbery that escalated because once again like they took the wallet Watch, they were like, oh, you know, he just, like, fought back and got shot. Um, but the three teen witnesses who, like, once again, called while the crime was in progress, they were like, dude, something's not right. Um, they worked with the police artist to make two composite sketches <laughs> of the killer. Um, Detective Bill Armstrong and Dave Tashi, I believe, were assigned to the case. And the San Francisco Police Department investigated an estimated 2,500 suspects over period of years that's a lot of people this is insane because right now i'm looking at the crime scene photos and oh my god is it chilling it's it's so i'm literally looking there like if you want to look at the crime scene photos you can look at them like right now i am looking at the back of betty lou jensen in the morgue Oh, yeah. Looking at the bullet I, like, hole wounds. Like, it's I insane. I don't know that much about, like, bullet hole wounds, but, like, enough that, like, reading the sizes of these out loud, I'm like, ooh. I just, some of them just tear through you. I know. Like, if you're not one of those people who's ready to, like, be armed with a silencer and make, like, small, trying to, like, conceal the gunshot wounds, like, half of them, the exit holes, just blow you apart. They're insane. It is insane that that can just happen to a person. It it is crazy. Because, like, anything you look at online of, like, when they're like, okay, here are examples of, like, the bullet holes, like, shown, like, on paper. Like, you know, like, that one, like, Pinterest thing where it's like, oh, here's what they look like. Entry and exit wounds. And, like, you can see that it's on, like, paper. Like, that going through human flesh, bone, muscle like that doesn't stand a chance it ugh, it's awful it's so um, chilling going into more letters from the zodiac um on october 14th 1969 the chronicle received another letter uh which contained a swatch of paul stein's shirt tail as proof that this letter was coming from the killer since he had been doubted before and he was like nope front page sir i would like to be on the front um, it included a threat about killing school children on a bus, uh, which the Zodiac wrote 
In order to do this, he would just shoot out the front tire and then pick off the kitties as they come bouncing out. So, I I don't think he's ever seen a child Again, before in his life. They are not kangaroos. They do not bounce off the bus. They <laughs> drag themselves off because the buses are not fun. I hated riding the bus. Um, at 2 p.m. on October 20th, 1969, someone claiming to be the Zodiac called the Oakland Police Department, uh, demanding that one of two prominent lawyers at the time, Effley Bailey or Melvin Belly, appear on the talk show AM San Francisco. Uh, Bailey was just straight up not available, but Belly did appear on the show, so, you know, famous. Um, the lines were kept open, and then eventually someone claiming to be the Zodiac again called several times. And said his name was Sam. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, didn't he say his yeah, name? Yeah, he was really like took C the fact that all they knew about him was that he was a white guy. He was like, yeah, my name's Sam. You know. <laughs> Plot, Plot twist: twist. Um, that Sam was David Berkowitz calling. Um, Belly tried to meet <laughs> with him in Daly City, but the suspect never showed up at all. So, once again, he's a flake. Um, success rate not high. <laughs> on October, uh, October on November eighth, nineteen sixty nine. They're all in the span of like two weeks. Like this is this would all be happening the same day, and I'd be like, okay, nice try. Uh, November eighth, nineteen sixty nine. Yeah. The Zodiac mailed a card with another cryptogram consisting of three hundred and forty characters, which has never been decoded to this day. Get on it, listeners. I know. Put your heads together. We can do it. Imagine being like the listeners of the Blood and Dope podcast have managed to solve the 340 character cryptocurrency. Oh, yeah. That'd be so cool. Our, our listeners our could do time. it. Um, numerous possible solutions have been suggested, but none of them are like definitive. I Which is also hard, because in the one that's been solved, they were like, yeah, it's completely misspelled. So, <laughs> who knows? Like, I could see some of it being, like, on purpose. Like, maybe, like, ooh, I'm just gonna, like, throw it off. Part of me's like, dude, maybe he's just illiterate. Like, I don't know. Maybe he's like, man, I can't write. <laughs> I'm tall, but not enough to play sports. I should just start, kill- should start killing people. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know the mind of the white man. Um, on November 9th, the following day, 1969, the Zodiac mailed a seven-page letter stating that two policemen stopped and actually spoke with him three minutes after he shot Paul Stein. Yep, because once again, they were on the lookout for a black man. Um, For a black man. The fact that they stopped and spoke with him means that, ironically, they probably were like, Sir... Have you seen a suspicious-looking man around these parts who is suspected of a shooting nearby? He was like, no, not at all. A shooting? Oh, my God. It's like the Debbie Ryan Radio Rebel. A shooting officer? I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. he's like, no, no idea what you're talking zone, about. Oh, what? how do I know the zone? Zone? I've oh, never no. heard of him before. I read page four of the newspaper, baby. He's famous. It's like that one John Mulaney bit, like, he, like, <laughs> answers the door. A person of interest. <laughs> Moi? Stop. Fred. 
what? He was probably like, oh my god, me? You think I have information on the infamous and definitely handsome Zodiac Killer? Oh my god. <laughs> um, that's, oh my god. Um, <laughs> excerpts from the letter were published in the Chronicle on November 12th, including the claim that he had spoken with police officers. Um, on that same day, Officer Dan Fuke wrote a memo explaining what happened the night of Stein's murder. Basically being like, hey, here's what happens. Did we talk to the dude? Well, uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, and then on December 20th, 1959, <laughs> exactly one year after the murders of David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen, the Zodiac mailed a letter. Surprise. It's all he does. To Belly that included another swatch of Stein's shirt, saying that he wanted <laughs> Belly, which is once again a very like prominent lawyer at the time, that he wanted him to help him. So, there's that. Um, and I know that we're getting a little long, so I'm just going to end it off with um, a couple of, like, the suspected murders. It's not very long at all, just once again, they're just ones that he's like, yeah, this might have been him. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, yeah, none of them mm-hmm. confirms. Uh, and then we'll go into some more in part two, but, like, it's a lot, and I don't feel like interrupting myself, because that's not right. Um, yeah. The first suspected murders that were thought to be also victims of the Zodiac, we have Robert Domingos at age 18 and Linda Edwards at age 17, uh, who were shot and killed on June 7th, 1963, on a beach near Gaviota. Uh, they were identified as possible Zodiac victims because of specific similarities between their attack and the Zodiac's attack at Lake Berryessa six years later. Um, and once again, the coordinates are, are listed just because they are, once again, super close. Like, the degrees are pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. And that's... I mean, location-wise, they're probably like, sure. You know, it's only, like, one mile away. Yeah, Zodiac. Boom. Um, next up, we have Sherry Joe Bates at age 18. <laughs> and this one is, like, kind of wild. Um, it's currently unsolved murder in Riverside, California that occurred on October 30th, 1966 at the City College. Um, Sherry was a college freshman who was stabbed and slashed to death, nearly decapitated after being lured from her car after someone, t- like, tampered with it. Um, like, if you want to know more about it, we can probably do, like, a little mini on it. But, yeah, like, her car was kind of, like, messed up. Um, it's now, like, an infamous cold case in the area. Yeah. And it's considered by some to be the first official victim of the Zodiac Killer. Like, they can't trace it to him, but, like, if this was it, this was most likely to be the first one in 1966. Um, the possible connection to the Zodiac only yeah. appeared after a San Francisco Chronicle reporter, once again, Paul Avery, shout out, um, received a tip regarding similarities in the case surrounding Bates' death and then the other killings by the Zodiac. Um, it's a little further away. Um, the coordinates provided are the ones of the college. Um, so it's a little further away than a lot of them. Like, if you look at the numbers, they were all pretty, like, concentrated. This one is a little out of the box, which makes a lot of people be like, why would it, like... I don't know, but also if it's considered the first one, maybe like, yeah, sure. Like, it wouldn't be far mm-hmm. away. That's the first one. Um, and then last up, mm-hmm. we have Donna Lass at age 25. Uh, she was last seen September 6, 1970 in Stateline, Nevada. Um, a postcard with an ad from Port- Forest Pines Condominiums pasted on the back was received by the Chronicle on March 22, 1971. Uh, and it's been interpreted as the Zodiac claiming Lass's disappearance, but there's absolutely no conclusive connection or other information. 
it's just one of those where like someone else disappeared <laughs> and they were like oh it's him <laughs> you did it um the zodiac is also a suspect of the unsolved uh santa rosa hitchhiker murders which was a series of about i think seven homicides involving female hitchhikers in like the north bay area of california in i want to say like 1972 73 type beat uh where they were all found the bodies were found nude in rural areas near like steep embankments or in creek beds near the roads um which once again it's just because it happens like same time Mm -hmm. kind of same area so they were like you know maybe he's a suspect but like that's all they could do (laughs) like yeah, this yeah. unidentified man is totally a suspect, and most people are probably just like, yeah, uh-huh, a killer killing other people, for <laughs> sure. But the fact that that was its own separate series, like, with at least seven of them, they're all found nude, and then you have all these that are definitely Zodiac killings, which all happened in pretty concentrated areas, like, mostly couples. Most people are like, no. Like, those are two very separate patterns that didn't really seem to overlap or tra- especially because they're all women the confirmed zodiac ones were yeah paul stein like all couples but so yeah it's just more of like anything that happened around the time in the area they were like boom it's him he's back but yeah that is all we have for today um i think where we can start next time is there's like a third suspected um escapee who, like, was said to be attacked, but, like, totally got away. But that's just its own thing. That's kind of long, and I Mm -hmm. am out of breath. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) Thank you very much. That was a really good deep dive, and I liked it a lot. I'm I'm always up for hearing about cases that even I know I don't, I own the Zodiac book by Robert Gray Smith. And I think you should really watch the movie Zodiac. If you haven't, it's with Jake Gyllenhaal and Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo. (laughs) Yeah, Robert Gray Smith. So we have the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe there. Um, He was like, well, here's my hypothesis of what happened. Yeah. Um, so I totally recommend you read and I haven't finished the book yet, but, um, I totally recommend that you read and you, um, watch the movie. Um, and yeah, um, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, I'll be posting pictures of the victims and also, um, the sketches and some of the more like, um, I don't know how to say more like, uh, tame crime scene photos just to kind of give you an idea of yeah, what it looked like i'm not going to post anything on, too graphic um, um the carousel for follow- that i will separately do the two cryptograms that we talked about today there's the one that was solved so like if you want to see like how they solved it which i think is pretty cool i like cracking cracking codes like that um and then the second one yeah that was mentioned today the um like mm-hmm. 341 which has never been solved like get on that because i have a bone to pick with zodiac killer for making me porous mm-hmm. um now's my time i gotta get him <laughs> yeah 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 
So um, if you want to see those pictures, you can follow us on Instagram at Blood and Guts Pod. We are on Twitter at Blood underscore Guts Pod. You can send us an email. Um, you can find it on our website. We are bloodgutspod at gmail.com. Um, you can go to our website where it has everywhere that you can submit a case, everywhere you can listen. Um, and is that it is that all our social media i don't remember oh um <laughs> i'm like is that is, are these all the disclaimers that i need to make before we end this um also wherever you are listening if you could rate subscribe leave a review whatever you can do where you're listening if you're on apple Podcasts, um it would be really nice if you could rate and review us because it helps get the word out um, um i have one and yeah. do you have a psa or am i doing the psa don't go to a lover's lane nothing good ever happens there Don't sit in a car at I, night away like, from your house. Nothing good comes Never once have I heard Lover's Lane mentioned in a story that didn't end with someone getting murdered. Like, and like, dude, like, if you really want to, like, get away, yes. like, they were supposed to be at a Christmas concert, and they were like, no, 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 Lover's Lane. Like, dude, school parking lot. Or, like, down the street from the school. Like, who's like, yes. <laughs> like, well, this part of me is like, okay, how, like, loose are these parents Woods. even? Like, like, I would be scared to be that far away. I would at least stay in, like, the area. That way, if people were like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. did you see your friend Timmy at the Christmas concert? Oh, my God. Like, that way, you could be like, yeah, I was there. Like, maybe not in the concert, but, like, at least you're in the area. Like, imagine, especially like this. Like, that's my worst fear. Like, getting caught, yeah. <laughs> something happening, and I'm, like, 30 miles away. Like, at least if they would have gotten killed, they would have at least been, like, around where they were supposed to be. <laughs> yes. Be safe. Uh, just don't trust Be safe, men. everyone. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, and I um, go crack a uh, cryptogram if you're feeling like it. I know. I know, mm-hmm. I know y'all's fathers. That's the description. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Measure them. Weigh them. Compare with the sketches. Put a pair of glasses on them and see if they fit. Man, I don't know. You could have it. You live in California. You have it. <laughs> they don't want to feel safe. Can't go. Sw- can't go swimming in the ocean if someone's father. Oh my god! Bye, everyone. Anyways. Oh my god. Have a good day. <laughs>